Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two of the Lucky Ones. Dodging bullets since 2003. Today, we're going to uh, give you just a little bit of a life update, um, things we've been doing uh, since our last show. And um, then we're going to get into talking about transparency in our marriage. Welcome back, everyone. And um, so, like I said, we're going to give a little bit of a life update and uh, talk about where we've been uh, since our last show. Um, and uh, do you want to do you want to tell everybody your news? Our, our news, but, <laughs> My news, but it's your news. You're the one dealing it's our with our news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's see. We we had a lot going on during um, Thanksgiving and Christmas, so that's why we kind of took a little bit of a sabbatical. But um, we found out a while, well, back in October that I am expecting baby number six is on the way. Yeah. Yep. It was a big surprise. I turned 40 in June. Yep. And I never dreamed we would be having another baby. Neither did I. <laughs> Here we are. But we are. We are. And we're so excited. It, took a, it took a minute to kind of. What is it now? 24 weeks? <laughs> Um, um, 25, 25, 25, 25 weeks. Yeah. So, so not, not too much longer. No, we don't have long to go. Probably so. end of June, 1st of July, we'll have another baby girl here. Yep. So, so, so we're fighting like crazy to get Graceland and Layla into, um, out of their diapers and, yeah. and potty train. So we don't have three in diapers. Which, <sighs> yeah. That won't be cool. We'll have three under three for a few months. No, well, actually, um, they turned three in September, and the baby's born in June, July. July. So it's going to be wild. Yep. But it'll be fun. Yep. We're, we're <clears throat> it was kind of like the news when we got that Macy was pregnant. It was just kind of a shock for a while. It, yeah. It took a minute for us to, well, it took a minute for him to even believe me. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't believe it. It took took longer than a minute. <laughs> I was I like, she was, no, like, I'm real was, serious. I thought she went down somewhere and bought some um, I would never do that. novelty pregnancy tests. I thought she was totally messing with me. I thought, nah, no, yeah. no, you're not pregnant, but it was true. I'm def- she's definitely here. Yeah, you can definitely tell now. Well, kind of. Yeah, and if you, go to our, if you go to our Facebook page, there's a picture of her on the front of it. She heard drinking pickle juice right out of the jar. Oh, me. I thought you meant yeah, the baby. You. I was like, wait, what? No, it's a picture of you. Yeah. Drinking the pickle juice. Ugh. How you do that? Well, I do that not pregnant, so. Well, it's true, but still. Ugh. I know, but I have craved a little bit more. Yeah. So, but anyway. Other than that, um, the girls are getting big. Our big girls are getting big. Maddie got a new car. and Yeah, she's driving now, she's driving. nerve-wracking. Uh, I was but not excited good. about that. She's done good. She's done really good, so I've been really, yeah. I she can't believe that. Two of our girls are driving and out and have their own family now. One of them, and and I mean now we're and we're starting all over again too. And I just oh my gosh, yeah. So yeah, we were we kind of talked about this in one of our other episodes. Whenever we brought Layla and Graceland into our family, how at my age, you know, the whole you act like you're ninety five, but yeah, I'm older. (laughs) But the whole idea behind. What n- normally happens in life when you, you know, you hit that age and you retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just not going to be that way for me. And it's no. just, it's, it's, um. You were just made to be a dad, baby. I guess so. 
So anyway, that's just it is what it is, and we're gonna love her just like the others, and, absolutely, and already do. Yep, it's gonna be. Uh, and you know, this pregnancy has been so different than my other ones. Um, my other three were very different, and then I had a miscarriage after between this one and our last one, so that brought on a lot of um, scariness, I guess, in the beginning, but. Um, that definitely caused some, some... Yeah, but this this pregnancy's been great. I mean, compared to my other ones, it's been pretty easy, and I never dreamed um, it would be at this age. I do feel it, Yeah. but um, it's mostly just tiredness. But anyways, so we're excited. Yep, we're excited. We have a name, too, but we're not telling anybody. <laughs> well... Well, we're not. We're you have a hard time not telling people. I don't keep secrets very well. But, um, and I accidentally blurted it out last night in front of my, <laughs> one of our daughters that isn't supposed to know. It's mainly the family that we're not telling because they all have an opinion about mm-hmm. uh, any name that we choose. They always, oh, I don't want that. Why? You're picking that name, you know? And, and stuff it's harder like that. to name kids after you've had a few. I mean, yeah. gosh. So, especially if we're going to keep it an M. Yeah, they're all M's. So, I mean, we're... Except we're for Layla and Graceland, but... Right, of course. We didn't get to pick those names, but... Well, but we could gonna, change them, but we're not going to. We're not going to. We So, we are, we're going to definitely stay with the M's. And in case we didn't... <clears throat> I don't think we mentioned it um, to our listening audience that it is another girl. Yeah. So... I think... Yeah, I don't think we said girls. that. Oh, that's six, it's a girl. That's six girls. And the so. weird thing with this one, I just knew it was a boy. I mean, both of us felt that way. Yeah, it, it's it was so different this pregnancy that I was just like, it's a boy. I know it's a boy. It's gotta be. And we went into the sonogram. Oh my gosh! And the lady was like, "Are you brace yourself? It's a girl." And I was like, "Oh, oh. my gosh!" I did not believe her at first. I was like, "No." I wanted her just to lie to me. Just <laughs> yeah. lie to me. Just, just lie tell to me. me. It's a boy. Just tell me it's a boy, so I can <laughs> feel that way for a little while. But we're just, um, we have just. God, his plan was for us to have a house full of girls. Yep. So that's I mean, what we're doing. that's where we're at. Yeah. Well, so anyways. We have we have gotten pretty good at raising girls at this point. Yeah. So. And, and we've got Will that we can have at any time that we want. And he's our little boy fix. But yeah. Yeah. You can always do that. He, he is all the boy we need. Yep. But anyways, it's going to be a little weird because his, his aunt is going to be younger than him. Yep. <laughs> just call us Father the Rod 2.0 right here. That's Gosh. what, that's all it is. It is. So, anyways, anyway. this episode is going to be about transparency in marriage and how very important it is to have it. Yep. And uh, we'll share a little bit how about how we learned how important transparency in a marriage is because yeah. uh, we spent quite a few years not being transparent and um, trying to be uh, secretive, especially me. Um, I went through um, quite a bit of time trying to hide things and, um, you know, not necessarily um, like other people, but just things about my life. Because when we got married, I was 33 years old. So, you know, I had... 32, yeah. 32, 33. I thought it was 33. I don't remember. But um, anyway, regardless, I was in my 30s. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, so I'd already kind of developed, you know, who who I thought I was back then. And um, I kind of tried to continue with who I was. Um, And um, I was a a drinker and a... He wanted his cake and to eat it too. Yeah. And and I 
I like to hang out with friends and party and things like that, which doesn't really go well with a, a marriage. Um, it doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. And, um, so it took me a while to understand, you know, and it was through, you know, I had friends that were girls, you know, back then that I hung out with that, you know, of course, when we got married, Chelsea didn't want me, you know, spending time with them anymore and talking to them on text messages and phone calls and stuff like that. And, and I didn't just didn't understand that, you know, and which now I look at it and it's completely stupid. But I mean, back then I was like, no, they're still my friends and stuff like that. And so, you know, there was, there wasn't a, uh, the transparency that should have been there. Wasn't right at, at that point. And, and we, we, you know, we're not, we're not counselors. We're just telling our no. experience and, and it's just best to go into a marriage <clears throat> transparent and open and honest about things because it causes problems when you're, when you're not. Well, and, um, you For know, sure. it's, it's the way we looked at life back then was through a worldly worldview. Um, we looked at our lives or, or we, we both looked at, even though we were raised in Christian homes, we weren't living Christian lives at that point. Um, we would have told you that we were if you'd have asked us back then because, you know, we still went to church on Sunday and things like that, but we were not really living Christian lives back then. Now we have a Christian worldview because we base our lives on Scripture <clears throat> and we we um, we both spend time in our Bibles and, and try to learn as much as we can and walk in that Christian worldview, um, which is a completely different viewpoint. So... Mm-hmm. Based on that and what the scripture teaches us is it teaches us to walk in the light as Jesus did. And I'm going to share a verse with you right now out of 1 John. It's uh, 1 John 5 through 8. It says, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus and his son, blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So, based on that scripture, that brings us to the idea of living our lives from a Christian worldview and walking in the light as Jesus would have us do which means being truthful with one another and being truthful with ourselves. So that is something that we learned later on when we started trying to pick up and rebuild and, and replenish what we had, the damage we had done in the past to each other. Um, the way we got through that and the way we, we turned it around was by those was scripture like that, learning what is expected of us by God and learning to walk in the way that Jesus did and hold right. each other accountable and things well, like that. Well, and the world the world tells us to be secretive and to be private and that <clears throat> there's power within that and that's just not the case. Um no. especially in a biblical marriage um you can't and it's not about just being honest with each other. I mean, I think a lot of times honesty and transparency might, um, people might think they're synonymous, but they're not. I think that 
being honest with each other is part of being transparent, but transparent is being vulnerable and, you know, um, admitting when you're having struggles or issues or, I mean, it can be good or bad, obviously. Well, what I was going to, what I had rambling around in my brain a little while ago was, was, and that's something I, I think that we keep trying to, or well, <clears throat> it's something that we want to help people with in talking, um, in talking like this is, you know, Chelsea and I had, had both throughout the course of our marriage, put each other in a position to be distrustful of the other. And the way we got through that, the first thing that got us through that was, was making a decision like we've talked about in the past is making a decision that this is marriage. This marriage is something that we want. And if you, if you are in a, in a marriage and, and you, you both want it. Um, if one person doesn't want to be in the marriage and you can't make them want to be in the marriage, then it's probably not going to work out too well, you know, if the other person, but if you both want the marriage and you just don't know how to make it work because of problems that you had, that you've both caused each other to have, or maybe one of you caused, then the first and foremost thing you're going to have to do is to learn to get back in the good graces of the person that the injured party in the situation. So like from, in my, from speaking from my perspective, I had done some things in the past that caused Chelsea to be distrustful of me. She's done some things that have caused me to be be distrustful of her. But what we both did was we, we both knew that we wanted to be with each other and we knew we had made mistakes and we had to come to the agreement in our, in our own minds that we were going to have to prove to the other person that we were going to be truthful and faithful. And in order to do that, we had to go on like basically strict lockdown and put ourselves on like strict lockdown until we got that trust back. So if you're in that situation um, and you've, you found yourself there, then you're going to have to do that for yourself. You're going to have to put yourself on strict lockdown. You can't be telling your spouse, I love you. I want you to trust me. You can trust me. And then turn around and talk to a girl that's at your work on text message or private message. Right. And and then try to tell your spouse, no, no, no. That's just a person I work with. We're just talking about work stuff. You can't do that at all. You have to tell that person at work, even if it is work stuff, say, listen, either one or two things. I can't talk to you like this because my wife won't be okay with it. Or, or, sit, or, and or you won't be okay with it. You, I mean, I think it has to be a unified front. Yeah. We've discussed that before in the past. I it mean, definitely has to be a unified front. But um, it's not or, just one, part, one, per, one person wanting transparency. Right. It's both of us wanting that. It is. But if it's an absolute must and you absolutely, ha- absolutely have to uh, communicate with this person, then what you do is you sit down with your spouse and you put your phone in front of both of you and you have that conversation where they can see what you're talking about. If it's something that has to be done work-related or something along those lines where mm-hmm. you have no choice but to talk to this person because it's imperative to do with your career or something like that, yeah, then I, you make sure that your spouse has open access to that information at all times. So, uh, no. well, let's just give a quick rundown of what we, I mean, we both know each other's passcodes. We both know each other's passwords. Yep. I mean, that was one thing that when we decided we wanted to do this and, you know, have that trust rebuilt, then 
he can come to me at any moment and say, let me see your phone, mm-hmm. which has been a very, very long time since we've done anything like that because we don't, we, there's just no need to we don't, in our marriage. We don't feel that we need to anymore. But, but if I wanted to right now, I could huh. grab her phone. If she could grab mine and she could spend an hour looking through it, I could care less. I got nothing in there for her that she doesn't know is already in there. So, right. but see, you've got to get to that point if you've already harmed that trust if you've already done that damage then you've got to take it upon yourself and i think that's what happens a lot of times is people put the problem on the other person like you don't trust me well that's not the way it is you've caused the mistrust or the distrust was it mistrust you've caused the the distrust (laughs) you've caused it so you're the one that's got to fix it so in order to do that you need to leave your phone open to them or whatever that that is and i think that's that's a good example because social media has caused tons of marital problems and Mm -hmm. and i think that's probably where a lot of these problems lie nowadays is in social media or access to text messaging direct messaging things like that so if you're if you're if you thought in your mind that I'm done with the things I've been doing. I've made a decision to not go that direction. I want my marriage and I want my wife to trust me. Then it's up to you to leave that phone wide open at all times for them to see. And right. and, and everything, that's just using that for an example, but everything in your life has to be wide open like that until you rebuild that trust again. So it's going to be... And, 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 and Tom, I mean, Tom does does heal things. I mean, it does heal things. And... And when you walk, you know, when, when those type of things happen and the spouse um, is forgiving and you, you walk and you walk through that together, I think it's, it's something that um, you both do together. There's hope in the heartbreak. There is hope in the heartbreak. There is hope in the heartbreak, but absolutely. But, um, but yeah, that, that's a, um, and that was something that we did run into also was where, you know, even though it was me, let's say, for instance, me that caused the problem, then I still felt like putting it off on her as not trusting me. Like, you don't trust me. You know, that's not the, that's, well, and that's not the way it is. Well, so, yeah, and you have to really like deeply look within and decide, you know, these are my flaws. I'm going to allow my flaws to be seen and we're going to work through these because together we can do that. You know, um, it's not something you have to do alone. We all have flaws. Yeah. Don't and get me wrong. But continual flaws that never stop and never end, um, that's when trust is broken. And right. it's very hard to um, keep forgiving over and over and over and over and over. Right. You know, you know when you make those decisions that, okay, I want my marriage. I'm going to keep this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make amends. I'm going to solve this problem. I'm going to... I'm going to be trustworthy. You know in the back of your mind whether or not you're going to be able to do that. Right. You know in the back of your mind whether you're really going to do it or not or whether this is just another manipulation technique that you're going to use. And now you're going to find just a more deceitful way to hide your information from your spouse. If you're doing that, then shame on you. I mean, you, you don't deserve the person that you're with. And you need to just go ahead and just throw it all out there and, and see, I think a lot of people keep on damaging the person that they're married to because they don't want to go through the whole being vulnerable, 
Well, that, but they also don't want to go through the whole thing of getting a divorce and they don't want to go through all that. And so they just figure I'm just going to keep on finding better ways to hide and better ways to be a scumbag and, and hide it from her. And she'll believe it for a while, maybe, or you might be able to convince her for a little while, but sooner or later, you're going to get caught again and it's just going to break her heart again or his heart again. I mean, you're just going to cause more damage. Just decide right now. Is this something you want? Is this something you want to stick with? You know, and and when you make those decisions, you have to take all of the everything into account. You can't just take yourself into account. Yeah. You have to take their heart and their feelings and their and you take your kids and all the things that are going to be affected by your deceitfulness or whatever it is that you're is doing. Is it worth it? Yeah, is yeah. it worth breaking the hearts of everyone in your life just because you want to, you know, run off and do things that you want to do? I mean, come on, you know, you need to you know, make that decision and then stick with it. Well, and yeah, it's good to have accountability within your marriage. I mean, I think that it's a way to grow. It's a way to become um, closer together. It's good for communication. There are just different ways, you know, to be held accountable for what you're, what you're going through. Right. So. Okay. And then another area that I think is important to talk about is, you know, being transparent is not, um, it it shouldn't be used as a tool to be controlling. I think that, um, you, you have to go into it with that in mind saying, I'm not going to use this to control, um, my spouse in any way. You know, I just want if, if you're both willing to be freely transparent, then there should be no control there whatsoever. Right. You know? Yeah. That's, <clears throat> and I really wish that, that anybody that's listening, that could, that's gone through, going through this type of situation, I really pray that you find the type of reconciliation that Chelsea and I found in our, in our marriage, because what we're talking about here, we're we're speaking from experience that we've gone through, both of us. Both of us, yeah. And we've we know how we how we fixed this problem and the, <clears throat> the way that we fixed the problems that we had because we had severe problems. Yeah. Um. Well, and and there's a lot of red flags that need to be, you know, when yeah. when when we realize that like we were hiding phones from each other or passcodes or, um, you know, grabbing phones fast or whatever it was back then that that should have been a, a point where we sat down and started communicating with each other, but we didn't. No, we didn't. There was no communication about it. There was no nothing. It was just hurtful and hard. And we should have at that moment been like, Hey, wait, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. And you know, and that is something that we both have done, um, at different times over different situations, but we both have done what we're, what we're talking about you doing here. And that is we have both basically thrown ourselves on the mercy of the court and, and, and admitted our, what we did was wrong and admitted what we were doing was in, and. You know, and, and when we did, the other person reacted exactly the way we thought. And this is what you should expect. The first reaction is gonna be rough. Right. It's gonna it's gonna be difficult Hurtful whenever you're pulling hard. It's and- gonna be and and that person is gonna 
want to tell you to go to hell and they're going to be mad and they're going to be, you know, call you names and they're going to be really upset if you've done something worthy of that. I mean, but you need to just be prepared to accept that and then tell them, look, I'm telling you this because I love you and I want our marriage. And if you can forgive me, then I'm willing to be open and honest from this moment forward. And then you have to do that. You have to literally be wide open and you have to listen to them. You know, that's something that, that, we both have done. We've allowed ourselves to be um, that person who was, um, we've been in that situation where for a while the other one was, yeah, well, can I trust you with that? Or are you even saying snide comments like that? We had, you have to deal with that. You can't get mad when the other person is trying to heal and get over what you've done. And they say things like that to you. You have to accept it and just say, yes, you can. Yes, you can trust me. And you just have to realize that it's, it, that's going to happen to build that bond back. Right. It's and, just going to. I mean, unless the other spouse is just like dead set on just dragging you through it for the rest of your life, then. Well, I mean, then you, that's a whole nother. That's a, yeah. That's a whole but other problem. But if that if, person loves you and really does care about you and you've admitted your, your misdeeds and they've accepted, look, all right, fine. I'm going to give you another, another opportunity right. at this. Then, yeah, you're going to hear things from right. time to time from them. You know, and because you cause it's just part of building the trust back, right? But eventually, it's going to stop if that person loves you really, like they say they they do. And you show proof of that, and you and show proof of your trust. You're changed. Then these things are going to heal both of you, and you're going to be able to move through and be stronger for it, right? Because that's exactly what happened to us. Yeah. That's how we got stronger. Was going through these things, um, and I don't think that the Lord would ever lead us through difficult situations just to get us to where we were stronger but he definitely allowed us to make the decisions we made right no i guess you know and then knowing that we were gonna gonna come through this stronger and it and we did yeah i mean we did and you can too if the two of you in a in this type of situation love each other and there has not been trust there has not been transparency in the past but the two of you have the bond and the love that's down deep in there that you had when you first got married, that you really care and love about that person. Right. And your your marriage was, when you said I do at the altar, it was based on more than just... That that, that moment. That moment, right. right. And and so you've got the, the foundation that you need. If the foundation exists, then and you're willing to stop with your shenanigans and get serious and let them and be wide open to your spouse for who, however long it takes them to heal. Yeah. Then you can, you can survive this and you can get through it and you can, you can build your relationship back up and make it even stronger than it was before. But then that trans transparency has to exist from that day on. Yeah. And it's like, eventually it'll get, it took, you know, it took us a while, but eventually it gets to where like where we are now. I mean, yeah. you know, you know how many times Chelsea's looked at my phone in the past, I don't know, year? Probably none, except for when she needed to use maybe. it for something, maybe. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't go through my text messages anymore or my DMs. Well, and but you can tell how someone's acting. Right. You know there, if something's there's up. There's cues if there's things going on. Yeah. And you have to... We're too dadgum busy to do anything like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's still, no not to. that we would. But, no. but there's, you know, but... That's that's one thing that's that's really brought us to where we even ask each other from time to time, did you ever think that we would be where we are now? Did you ever think that 
we would be this strong in, in our relationship. Did you ever think? And we're always like, no, and just back then I never thought yeah. we would ever get to this point. But that's the cool part of it. If you put Christ in your life yeah. and if you, you get serious with that, and I'm assuming if you're listening to our podcast, then you at least have some desire to open your Bible and pray and, and get strong with the Lord. Then if you're doing that and you have that desire in your heart, then you want to be that, that person and you want to be that person for your spouse, then you're then based on anything you've caused in the past, you should yep. be willing to deal with the 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 slings and arrows of right. <laughs> of what you're gonna you know have to go through to get back to that point of trust and love again, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So just suck it up, you know, and and do what you know needs to be done, and get transparent with your spouse, and that's gonna solve your marriage issues moving forward and you can move on to other things right you know and well and you get to know each other on a different level yeah definitely i mean you do have to be vulnerable you have to put yourself out there you have to um decide that you know shane knows everything about me everything and that's the way we we want it. That's that's what's made our marriage work. And I know everything yep. about him. And she I, does. I mean, we can we don't even really have to talk no. much anymore about it. We yeah. just know, and it puts you, it gets you to that place. Yeah, that's it really does. The, the end result of being transparent in your marriage in every arena, every area, um, it it builds, it it builds a healthy relationship. And. And speaking to the person that's on the other side of that coin, the one who's going to be doing the forgiving, if you have a spouse who's willing to throw themselves on your mercy and admit their mistakes and their misdeeds and their all the things that they've done wrong and to tell you that they're willing to solve these problems, that they want to fix things, that they want your forgiveness, then be willing to, yes. to accept them on that. And you definitely have the right to go through their phones, to go through their information, to keep a really sharp eye on them for a while. Um, You have every right to do that. And the other person needs to let you be that person for a while. And, and, um, but then eventually you're going to see that, Hey, they really do mean it. They really are serious. And that's when some of that trust is going to slowly rebuild and slowly start to, you know, get things back to where they were. You know, if the problems that you're dealing with in your marriage are so severe, but you have the love, you have the the connection there, you want things to be, you want to stay with this person and that person wants to stay with you, but you have some severe problems like some addictions or some things like that, then go get help for that. But right. the, the most important help you're going to find is going to be in the Bible. Right. You're going to, you need to throw yourself on God's mercy and beg for him to come into your life and, and and save you and start reading scripture and start looking into what scriptures to read. You know, when I have these problems and things, those oh, they're all there. Everything is in there that you need to know. Um, well, and another thing, um, if you're having issues with shopping, <laughs> then take Amazon off your phone. Yeah. If you're having trouble with, Facebook, take Facebook off your phone. Yeah. You know, if you're having trouble with whatever, remove those things. Yeah, take them out of your life. Um, they're, it's going to be harder to get 
past what, I mean, because let me, being transparent can be anything. It can be financially, it can be, um, you know, um, yeah, we, in any, any realm it can be in. Yeah. And so you have to decide what's best for your marriage. You and your spouse have to decide like, hey, I don't like this. And if they don't like it, you're going to have to remove that. Yeah. And yeah, you can't argue about that and try to keep something that is causing an, an issue right. with you and your spouse. Just get rid of it. Say, no, I, I like, I like, what's it called? Pornhub. I like Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Let me just have Pornhub. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, no, that's not something you need to keep on your phone. I don't know if that's an app or a website. I'm not sure, but it's, <laughs> get it off there. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't. I mean, there's ways to safeguard yourself. I know that, um, I think we're going to do probably a whole thing on porn, but there are safeguards that you and your wife can have and she can have on her phone that watch what you're doing. And I think that's great. If you're having an issue with porn, then that's a solution. If you're really ready to um, be vulnerable and honest about it. Yeah. That's the one thing I don't like about there. I don't know if there's a way around it, but they have that privacy search where you can search privately and then delete anything you've been on. There's no way anybody can see what you've done. Oh, there's ways. Is there? There's there's apps nowadays that... Oh, yeah, is there? Yeah. Well, then that's what you need to do. You need to find one of those apps and tell your spouse that you're willing to put that app on or your get phone. get a flip phone. Or get a flip phone or something where you can't... Yeah, where you can't even look. Nobody's yeah. going to do that, but... People get them. <clears throat> yeah, who? But um, anyways, if, there, if, it's, if it's causing you issues, get yeah. rid of it. Yeah, and put yourself... And that's a good That's a good point. We didn't plan on talking about that, but that's a really good, good point. Put yourself in that vulnerable position to put some kind of monitoring device on your web browser or, yeah. or do something where your spouse can look and see what you've been doing and don't go out and buy a special phone or a burner that you can have just for porn or something. I mean, just don't do stuff like that. You do that. Then you're You're not following what you should be following to reconcile the situation. You're just trying to find another sneaky scumbag way around it that you're going to get well, caught eventually. I mean, you can be fulfilled in your own marriage yeah. if you can just get it right. I just don't understand the whole thing with either, porn. But a lot of people have issues with it. They and, do. And addiction is addiction no matter where right. or what it is. It is. And, but you can, you can change that and make it to where you're fulfilled in your marriage. I heard the statistics on porn the other day. And I was absolutely shocked. I mean, I knew a lot of people yeah. were into it, but I didn't realize it was on that level. Yeah. It is. Yeah, we inc- talked about doing an episode, and so we were both looking into some stuff, and it blows my mind how many women are watching it and oh, how many couples. couples are watching it together. And Pastors. We're going we're gonna to have to do a whole podcast yeah, on that. But just, anyways, yeah. it's, if it's causing you issues, get rid of it. Yeah, do, definitely. Do your best to... Um, just start with a clean slate and say, hey, this is what's been happening, and I want to get through this. I will love you, and I'm willing to work this out with you. Yeah, whatever it takes. And then and then if, if your spouse, if you tell your spouse, listen, whatever it takes, I want to be, I want to mend our marriage, I want to solve these problems, whatever it takes, then you have to be willing, when they tell you what it's going to take right. to get it done, you have to be willing to accept that and say, okay, I'll, I'll do it. Whatever it is, I'll do it. Right. You know, and you don't have to do it alone. Yeah, you don't. And I mean, just 
if the forgiveness is there, the love is there, and the want to, the desire to be with your spouse is there, then all else can be solved. All else can be fixed. Right. And, you know, um, I think that this is something we need to discuss, too, is when, and we'll probably do a whole episode on narcissists narcissists as well, but, you know, when you're trying to be transparent with someone who's narcissistic, it can be very hard because they play mind games. They do. We've got... Um, yeah, we know a few. We know some. Yeah. And you have to... Being transparent, if you, if you are married to someone that you feel like has narcissistic tendencies, then transparency is the only way that you can get out of the mind games that someone plays with you and just put it out on the table, but they have to be willing to do that. And um, that's a whole another ball game. But Mm -hmm. if you have a spouse that is willing to come to you and say, Hey, I'm having this issue and I want to work through it. Then you can hear the kids probably. (laughs) They're pretty loud (laughs) back there. But, um, that's amazing and that's awesome and work through it together. You don't have to do it alone. And I just, I think transparency is so important um, for a healthy marriage. It is it's on, part of communication on every level. It really is. And um, <clears throat> we just know, and I know we've already said this, but it's kind of like beating a dead horse, but we just know through experience that this is this, these type of situations need these type of solutions. Right. And, um, and well, it safeguards your marriage. It does safeguard your marriage, and it works. It really does work. And if it works, listen, if we can get through it, anyone, anyone can. can. Because, um, like, I, I think we've even said this before at one point, but um, if you went back and asked the people that know us, that know us well, friends, family, all that, if you'd asked them 15 years ago, 10, 10 years ago, I guess, even, yeah, do you think they'll make it another year or two? They would have told you, nope. Not going to happen. They're they're on the cusp of divorce as it is. There's no, no there's no way they're going to make it. They fight like cat and cats and dogs. They don't trust each other. They don't you know they don't get along. Well, I don't. I mean, I'd say we never. We've usually been pretty yeah. good at getting along. But um, but um, it was we, just we're just like night and day from back then. We and are. I cannot believe we'll be married twenty months, twenty years, <laughs> twenty years next month. Twenty years next month. That just right. blows my mind. Yeah, that blows my mind too. But we're at 40 minutes almost. We can stop there. We don't have to have a full hour. Okay. We could end it up with another scripture or two. Yeah. So there's a couple of scriptures that we put together. Um, for this one that I want to share with y'all that have to do with transparency and um, they're important. And that's like, like we've been saying that um, transparency, I mean, scripture is, you know, reading your Bible together is really key to all this. So I have a um, couple of scriptures set aside for this particular show that um, fit into the category of transparency and, um, First one is Ephesians four twenty five through thirty two. Therefore, having put away falsehood, 
Let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Yes. Now that you've read that, it just makes me think of what a what a gift transparency can be for your marriage. Mm-hmm. And if you're wise, you will include it and incorporate it in your marriage. It hurts. It's hard. It's it and. It takes a lot to do it, yeah. but once you get through it and you can be that transparent within your marriage and forgiving and loving and it can just make it amazing. Yeah. So it's just another gift that God gives us in marriage. Um, and it's a tool to use. Yeah. Use it. And, and I'll tell you all now, it's after going through what we've gone through in our marriage, the the hardships and the difficulty between each other, and then also going through what we've shared with you tonight, because we did do these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't something we haven't done, and we're just coming up with these ideas and throwing them out there for you. We lived this. We yep. we literally walked it. And, but our relationship now is what I would think anyone would want their marriage to be. When I'm at work, I miss Chelsea, and I send her text messages throughout the day. I miss you, and she does the same. Sometimes we do it at the same time. <laughs> it's weird. I know, it is weird. But, I mean, I'll just sit there at work, and I'll think, man, I can't wait to get home to my wife. After 23 years we've been together, 20 marriage, you know, but we were together three before we got married, but... But after 20 years, we still feel that way about each other. And we didn't always feel that way. During the course of our 20-year marriage, we didn't always feel that way about each other. But we do now because of what we've done to keep our marriage together. It's the, it's, no matter where you are right now, if you're willing to go through that with your spouse, and they see that you're willing to go through that with them, and you see that they're willing to go through that with you as well, that builds a that's, love bond. That's, that's all you need. It does. It it builds a bond between y'all yep. of strength. And whenever they see that you're actually doing the things that you said you were going to do, that you're being transparent, that you're leaving yourself wide open for them, that you're answering questions when they're asked, and they're and that they the questions that you're given are clear, and they're good questions, and they're not sneaky, and they're not underhanded, right. and you're not getting caught at things and trying to explain yourself and all those kind of things. Those things are of the past, and you're living your life like you said you would. Fully. Full, yeah. Yes. Fully then, for each other. Then that relationship is going to get so strong that you just, you'll be like us. You'll, one day you're looking back on the way things used to be, and you'll be like, wow. Yeah. I, I believe that it's the thing that saved our marriage was being transparent with each other. Yeah. 
And you know, <clears throat> as painful as what we went through was, because it was excruciating. Um, some of the things we went through were literally excruciating for both of us. And but even though we even though that happened, and I hate that it did, we because of that, we're much stronger now because we were willing to look at ourselves and think, am I perfect? You know, what, who am I? Let me look at the things I've done. Right. Who am I to aim it back at her or him, whatever, and judge them when I'm not perfect either. And I've made mistakes, maybe not to the severity of level that they've made them, but I've still made them. And, you know, who am I to be able to cast judgment on them? And when you look at that and you also look at what I just read, that God forgave you. Right. And so, and he expects us to forgive each other, especially the person that you claim that you're in love with, that you stood before him and made those vows in front of God. Then he expects you to honor those vows. Those things are, your vows are extremely important. So, you know, those are the things that build super strong marriages and super strong relationships and where you can get to the point where you can almost communicate without speaking. I mean, those kind of things are, are believe me, is what you want. Right. So um, we're just, we're thankful that you're here. And if you've listened to this whole thing, we're, yes. we're excited and we hope that these, Very thankful. These things help you and can guide you and your spouse in the correct direction. If there's one person out there, one couple out there that benefits from this, then it's worth it. Yep. Because this putting this together for us and doing this, you know, show was not real easy for us. I mean, uh, we had to. Well, this whole thing. I mean, us yeah. us sharing our our flaws and our our <laughs> marriage is is it's vulnerable. Well, you know, we're putting ourselves out there for others, but I would, if I can save, you know, if we can, we can save one marriage or benefit one marriage in any way, then it's worth it. Well, and, and that's another thing. It's, I mean, it was kind of a, do we want to, do we want to put all of our information out there for the world to hear? And I'm sitting there thinking about it and I'm like, you know what? Everybody's got right. this kind of stuff. So, I mean, our testimony is just amazing. It is. It really is. We really. And why keep that in? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we're willing to share it moving forward and we're planning on sharing a lot more. Um, You'll get into some some of the things we've talked about. We've already discussed where we're going to go with this podcast and some of the things that we've discussed tonight, you're going to hear about eventually. So you're going to hear about the details of things that we've done in the past and stuff that, that, um, isn't the, the sweetest, cleanest things in the world. And, um, and it's, it's weird. Well, it it makes me laugh because like, you know, when you look at social media, I think these people or, you know, whoever you look at have these perfect marriages and perfect families. And there's, you know, there's the real and the raw behind that, right? That they don't show. And oh, we're guilty of that too. We've we've definitely posed our Facebook accounts and stuff yeah, to where I they mean, look but that's a what certain I'm saying, way. But that, like this type of thing, though, when you get into talking about what you know, what you've been through, it's right. it's not easy. It's not, but, but it's worth it. It's um, we we've been rewarded greatly for the work we put in, and we have. And we're excited to share that with y'all. So 
Anyway. You mean end in prayer? Yeah, why don't you do it tonight? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this time that we got to share our experience, Lord. And we just pray that whoever needed to hear this message heard it and that they can take um, our experience and use it to benefit their marriage or their relationships um, in in a healthy way, Lord. And we just thank you so much for giving us this platform to speak on and to, to share our testimony and to share what you've done in our lives. We thank you for what our marriage is today. It's just amazing, and, and we are so thankful for that. And we know that you are the cornerstone for that, Lord. And we thank you. We love you. It's in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So that's it for this episode, and thank you for joining us. And um, we'll be back again hopefully next week with something new. So y'all keep uh, keep in touch. And and um, we actually put um, put our for the first time we put our um, podcast out on social media for everyone to see now. So we hadn't done that yet, and uh, so we did today. But no matter what you're listening to us on, if you want to share this with. Um, anyone you think might benefit from it, we're available on every um, platform that's out there right now. We're on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Samsung Podcasts. We have a website. Um, it's www.twoofthelukkyones.com and um, you can go there and you can see all of our all of our connections and where, where we are. And our Facebook page will tell you all that stuff, too, if you want to get on there and look. It's just two of the lucky ones. Um, and um, anyway, that's it. So we'll see you soon. Bye.